You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 327. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. How's travels been, man? You've been off on the on the road. <laughs> That's a rare thing, isn't it? Yeah, sure. I was um, in Calgary, which was really nice, actually. I, I'm not a big fan of the the, the flatlands, but uh, it was, and we were in Dead Heart, the city, to at uh, the Inventures Unconference. Unconference. <laughs> um, yeah, I always love that. Yeah, I know. Um, it was fantastic. It, it was the first time it's been done, and it was headed up by the lady who, um, uh, I'm not sure if she was one of the, the CEO. I think she was, the former CEO of South by Southwest when it launched. So she's really knows nice. her stuff. Um, so what did what'd you talk about? Anything fun? Yeah, well, I think I mentioned a lot of the other shows or one or two shows anyway that uh, been talk, I was talking about uh, the future of web marketing. And um, mm -hmm. that was fun, man. That was really cool. Um, uh, uh, what I'm going to be doing is actually putting together a uh, summary or, well, summary. I'm going to pretty much put my answers and the, and the questions from the moderator into uh, a written article as well and post that. I know they're going to probably post it at Alberta Innovates. That's the, um, the government organization that ran this, but uh, I'll make sure to post a link to it. Some fun stuff. It was Very really cool. fun. And, and I Looking was forward to reading it. Yeah, it was helpful. I tapped, uh, tapped you a couple of times just to run things by. It's always nice to have another eye and yeah. your big help. So thank you. It sounded fun. For it sure. was. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got to meet 
Chris Shipley, which is quite cool. Uh, you, are you familiar with her? The name sounds familiar, but can't place it. Okay, she's um, she is one of uh, I think three people that were credited with because it's really how can you be sure? But credited with having invented the term social media, um, uh-huh. and she wrote literally the book on how to use the World Wide Web back in '93. Uh, nice, uh, fantastic, brilliant lady. Well, it was noted as one of the top 10 influencers at Silicon Valley. Um, anyway, brilliant. And that was really neat to meet her. Uh, got the obligatory selfie. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I hate even asking. I feel like such a cheese ball. But I'm like, you know what? I regret it when I don't because I don't have that memory. You know, it's, it's that picture that, that it's kind of neat to get. I'm glad I got up with Matt one time. It's just neat. Matt cuts. Yeah, I, I got one with Matt too. Just popped up on my Facebook wall a couple of days ago from SMX Advance, I think. Yeah, you know, it, uh, yeah, I never cease to feel as cheese as all, but whatever. I've got one with an actor at some point, and I love that picture. You know, I totally felt cheese asking for it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never been one of those starstruck kind of people that like wants to get pictures and autographs and that kind of stuff. It's just be, it's kind of beyond me, the thought process. You know, it's weird. There are incidences where I get starstruck very rarely. But even when I do get the photos, it's mostly just to say, hey, I actually did meet them. That's cool. I don't really. Yeah. I'm not like those people who like. My God, some people are crazy. You see them crying. They're like some losing it. Nuts. Yes, yeah. absolutely. They are true fans, quote unquote fanatics, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. Like, remember the first time Scott met Matt, Matt Cutts? He started crying, I think. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, was, he made a mess. <laughs> he he was really mad he couldn't be called a cutlet. <laughs> I don't know why I'm picking on Scott, but he, he I haven't picked up on Facebook enough recently, so I figured I'd get it done. That's good. That's good. Fun. Um, well, I try to once in a while, too. He and I have great banter. Um, <laughs> uh, what else happened? Um, but oh, anyway, the, the talk went well. It was it was four, 45 minutes and there was three of us. Uh, the moderator sort of chipped in as a, uh, a speaker on, on the panel as well, just because there was only two otherwise. And it was really not enough time. We didn't even cover some of the main topics. So that's part of the reason I want to uh, do the article because there's so much I put into this that I didn't get to talk about. And I think, oh, cool. uh, yeah, that will be kind of fun to share. Um, but I hope to go back. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. Nice. Anyway. Well, a lot of stuff happened while we've been gone a couple weeks now almost. Or at least a week. A week. Yeah. 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 We had uh, David Harry on the last episode, which was fun. I, I, I almost want to call it the David Harry show because really all I just had to ask one question. He could have gone on the whole 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much David in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, but he's great. I'm so happy he came on. And, and it does make it effortless. I mean, really. I, yeah, he's I just a great guy. didn't feel like I was really needed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm going to tell our producers, maybe I'll just give David a call. Yeah. If, yeah. Well, you know what? If I can't make a show, you should go for it, man. I, it's yeah. really easy. Um, <laughs> you guys are a blast, too, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, let's jump into the news here. So Matt Cuts, I thought this is so cool. I miss him. I really do. I really miss seeing yeah. him. I miss that smile. Anyway, um, he was at SMX Advanced. I didn't, of course, get to see him there, but... Um, he received a Lifetime Achievement Award uh, from the team at Search Engine Land, which I think is, well, for lack of better words, cute. It's, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's a pretty young guy. He's still got a long way to go, but um, he's uh, he's missed. He's definitely missed. I would have loved to have been there to hear about what he's doing now. Yes. Just, it's the work he's doing for the government. Whatever he can tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I know he, he did mention that, uh, I guess they were talking about what it was like when he was at Google, and he says, you know, they really cared about what was going on, and they were always trying to uh, innovate and make it better, and, you know, the song and dance, I guess, to a degree, but it was nice yeah. to hear, no matter what. So I'm I've sure. nicknamed this episode the Google Search Console Edition. Oh, really? <laughs> Well, you know, look at our notes. It's pretty yeah. much at least sixty percent. Google My Business Search Console, Search Console. Yeah, it's it's in there. <laughs> nice. Oh, you know what? I missed that. It was the Google My Business? I thought it was Google Search Console too. Never mind. But All still, right. I can't name that. it's we call it the Google Tool Show. There you go. <laughs> no, then, well, no, I don't want people uh, riffing on that. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Sometimes I feel so. Like so, so let's talk about the Google My Business. Um, basically, what happened um, since our last show? They have launched the uh, Google My Business Agency dashboard, and I haven't got to play with it much yet. But basically, it's the idea is that agencies can manage. The, the Google My Business for multiple clients in the same space. It's it, it's really kind of a pain to go through the process of of trying to get Google My Business, you know, get it verified. And then every time you need to do anything, you have to log into a different account with that user's password. This is one place where agencies who are, multi, are managing multiple locations for multiple businesses can do everything in one space. And it's, it's awesome. just a, it's, it's really handy if you're in that position. <clears throat> Excuse me. However, <laughs> there's been some uh, pushback. Some of these smaller agencies or, and the local SEO experts are really pushing back. And Joy Hawkins, who, who's been on the show a number of times now, I think, um, is really pushing back hard on some of the, the bugs in the system. Um, the one thing that she said that really caught my attention that makes no sense at all is that when when a, an agency gains access to the Google My Business account for one of their clients, it makes them the owner and the client a manager. So yeah, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, my brief experience with this, I was going to add, I, I was about to switch ours over just a, a couple of days ago when it launched. I thought it was, this is kind of cool. I want to check it out. I don't want to be behind the eight ball pretty much, a bit of right. FOMO here. But I... <laughs> I went to it and I could not believe the stupidity of it. I could not use any of my Stepworth accounts unless they had absolutely no Google My Business profiles connected to it. Didn't matter what? if I was a user. I had to have a, a virgin account. It was not allowed to have any connections. And, and it's just like this. It says, in addition, your, it says this is from Joyce. So she saw the same thing, except in this case, employees. But I couldn't do it myself. But your employees can't be added until they empty their GMB account. So I guess that from a technical perspective, it kind of makes sense because they don't want to merge what's in that account with a new agency account, just automatically merge them. Maybe if they had built a tool that do you want this one or this one or this one. But having that empty does make sense from a technical pro programmatic perspective. Um, but you got to think it about it. it uh, essentially what I'm going to have to do if I want to get this to work, even if I, if I, even if everyone was raving about how well it was built, um, I am going to have to create a new email account because I can't 
the one that I do have right now that everyone uses within this, this company, I can't clear that out. If I do that, <laughs> I won't have access to anything again. I wonder if you can change the email address after you've connected. I, I, I don't know, man. The whole thing is so annoying. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to touch it. 10 foot pole. And that's where, thank you, joy. You get to uh, blaze a path through this nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to follow joy and see how she does it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Good idea. Um, I, yeah, I'm glad I didn't go for it. I was like, Jesus, should I really go for this? And I just thought I'd, you know what? There's certain things we learn over time. And that is that sometimes it doesn't pay to be on the top of it with Google. (laughs) You know, give it time. Yeah. Give it six months and they'll take it away anyway. So. (laughs) we talk about long meta descriptions here (laughs) (laughs) anyway um yeah i i i I got a bad taste from the from step one so there you go i i I can say that my timing to move on from advance was pretty uh if this is the case because we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients in advance that they have to migrate over to this thing if they want to use it. And I'm absolutely positive if I was in that position right now, I'd be like, no, we're not touching this for another three or four months until it all kind of settles down. They work out the kinks. Yeah, their vendors are going to have fun too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, one uh, interesting thing here is about uh, Google Search Console. It has added a filter for web light search appearances. This is the weirdest name. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, first of all, I don't love the new Google Search Console either. I think it's crap. What do you think of it? Uh, I'm still deciding. I've been able to do some things that I wished I could have done before. But now, but there's other things that are just annoying me that they don't work the way they used to. So I'm still, I'm still on, the, uh, on the fence. Yeah. I mean, I'm partly... You know, being an old coot that doesn't want to change anything. Um, but it's Excuse just... Excuse me. Pardon me. You made me stop saying Webmaster Tools, and now you're going to say you don't want to change anything? Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to call it Webmaster <laughs> Tools again. <laughs> um, go ahead and do that. Uh, it might be confusing. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it's minified a lot of the, the, the access to information. Um, it's there. But it's not, uh, well, it's not logical to me. Uh, it's certainly not going to be anything that I can explain to a client easily. At least before there was uh, a menu on the left. You clicked on the, an- the, the areas you wanted to be and you'd get the answer. Right now they've minimized that, minimized that to just four buttons. Yeah. Uh, and, and a coming soon, which is really unencouraging. <laughs> uh, coming soon for Google is the same as like, well, an asteroid could hit us, but it'd be, you know... <laughs> 10,000 10, miles away is coming soon. Yeah, yeah, don't bank on it. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, with that is this web light. So what they mean now is there's an ability to see uh, what content is indexed or how it's doing, I guess, in terms of visibility. Um, and that's the content that has been taken from Google on your website and whittled into something smaller for people with lower um speed uh, or lower internet speeds. So um, in most cases, I was doing some reading on this, it's India, all these places that um, have sometimes have lower uh, internet speeds or third third worlds that are getting this information. But it's just a way for you to see, uh, you know, what kind of uh, exposure that content's getting. Uh, It's interesting, though, that uh, that content, when it's whittled down, 
and um, sped up for people who are uh, abroad, it um, it takes out ads. Um, How, so, does this tie into AMP in any way? You think? It seems like it's like a bastardized version of it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's like an auto AMP. <laughs> right. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Anywho, I think uh, let's take a quick break. We come back. Uh, we've got another bit here on Google Search Console. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So what's going on here? Well, if, if, you're, if you're like me and you, you like kind of your day is not complete unless you've been inside a Google Webmaster Tools at some point. <laughs> um, and you're watching data close. You'll have noticed um, a while back, around May 23rd, um, crawl stats stopped updating. So in Google Search Console, there's a tool that allows you to see um, how often Google's crawling your site, how many pages did they fit, how much bandwidth did they use, that kind of stuff when they're in, a, in your site um, finding new pages and indexing pages. Um, around May 23rd, that that data stopped. And it took about three weeks, and it was like three weeks, and the last information you had was May 23rd. But they did fix it. It's back. Um, so you pro- that three weeks of data is not gone. It is there. So they, they were still recording all the information, but they just weren't updating the charts inside the Search Console, apparently, because that info is still there. But it's back now. If you had noticed that it was gone and you were worried – worry no more because it's back yeah i can't see any blips or anything so everything's as usual that's good 
<sighs> People can sleep again. Yes. <laughs> just just the super geeky ones that live and breathe in, in Webmaster Tools. See, I'm going to start calling that again. You uh, gave me permission. Uh, did I? All right. <laughs> Imagining things again, are we? Okay, so <laughs> uh, six million manual actions? Holy. Last year. Which is crazy. I mean, and someone pointed out that that's not a lot when you think about how many websites there are on the internet. Okay. It's, uh, it's a smart... I just did a bad thing. I didn't explain to people. So Google search spam. There's been over 6 million manual actions. That's people at Google manually penalizing or manually see, doing some kind of action on a website. See, I have a problem with that. See, this this number to me is pointing out a serious flaw in them saying that humans do all the manual actions. Because I did some math, right? 6 million manual actions. If you figure people working at standard five days a week with a couple couple weeks off the year, a team of 100 people would have to do 2,400 manual actions per person per day, every day. If Unless they're counting the pages that were act, act, acted upon. <laughs> it said, well, it said manual actions in this report. And it just made me crazy thinking about, you know, there's no way they can do that manually. Even if they had a thousand people, you'd have to do 240 of them a day per person per day. It just seems like the the, the manual in manual actions is now a little little suspect in my mind. Although, you know, their quality um, manual, whatever it is, I can't speak today. What, what was it? Quality called? quality raters guidelines or something like that. Yeah, those are sent to way more than 100 people. I would yeah, imagine they've got a those huge. Are, those are the quality readers. Those are not the, the people that actually assign manual actions because they send those to people all over the world, right? Yeah, but they may suggest them if they if they find something. Maybe that's what's Possibly. counting. Maybe, but still, that's. I, know. I don't know what it takes to assign a manual action, but you know, if I had to do two hundred and forty of them a day, meaning there was a thousand people on that team, two hundred forty days still a lot to get through to to pay real close attention to what you're doing and to, to not have any manual human error involved. Uh, there's no question. It's a lot. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. You're current cover the next one here. I don't know anything about this one. So this is really interesting to me and it potentially will send shockwaves to our industry at some point. Right. Right now, Bill um, Solowski um, writes at SEO by the sea. He's like, the number one expert on Google patents. Um, David Harry's it, it, like bows to his feet. He says, tells me anyway, he discovered a new patent that was um, granted to Google in April of this year. And basically the patent described how they could combine paid results and organic results in the same listings, not like having like it is now where there's ads on top and organic on the bottom, the ad and the organic would be the same listing. So it's it's very interesting to me that this is coming up, paid and organic together in the same listing, because that's it kind of goes back to the way it was many, many, many years ago, right? They tried that a couple different ways, and it never seemed to work. If you, if you go back to uh, Google Shopping, right, they tried that paid and organic in the very beginning, they had to change it to only paid because they found it that it just didn't work. 
Um, there's a lot of theories around why this might be happening. And, and again, remember, this is just based on a patent they, they got access to or granted to them in April. That means they've probably been working on it for years and they finally got the patent. And if we haven't seen it yet, that means that I don't I don't know what it means. They they don't actually act on all the patents they get, but this would be an interesting one to watch. Yeah, I mean in in theory, if they could do it, it may improve the power of paid because people would be you know, not not exactly sure where paid is all the time. So they might be clicking on clicking on the most other organic. But they have to also watch that paid are clearly noted too. So it's an interesting balance they're going to have to strike. Yeah, there, there's a number of theories of why they would be doing this. The one that that I subscribe to Money. personally is this is part of leading up to figuring out how they're going to monetize voice search. Because I think this will this will the most logical thing for me is to see this show up in the answer box and the knowledge graph type of content that they're displaying more than just what we think of as normal listings. And say they do it in the answer box and they they combine paid and organic. If if someone pays to answer a certain question, um, they get the listing. If nobody's paying, an organic one comes up. That's possibly a way they could mix paid and organic. Um, and as we know, the answer box is tied directly to voice search right now. So there, I think there's a number of ways this this could come into play. But again, we with Google, you you never know what they're going to do. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's a. Uh, there's a lot to that. I mean, I've been in my future marketing research, looking at what could happen with voice search has been a big part of it, and no one's. Not a single person has made a compelling case on how they could make voice search paid yeah, and, yeah. and not ruin it entirely. Um, so it should be interesting. I'd love to see how they do it and whether or not it would actually pay out. I think ultimately, it, at least until there's something we can't see or, or, or even consider at this point, I think it's going to stay the way it is um, or it ultimately will because um, of the, the kickback. The, you know, the pushback, people not liking paid in there. And also because they can get so much info just from search, a voice search that they can affect everything else. I mean, there's a lot of data there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's, it's not like it's not benefiting them at all. It sure is. So, hmm. all right. Um, the Mueller files. <laughs> I'm making uh, a noise today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, stars, ratings, and surveys are not a Google ranking factor. Hmm. Yeah, this, this was on one of John's uh, webmaster uh, sessions on, um, white, what, what does he call those? The Hangouts, the webmaster Hangouts. I was yeah. getting confused with Whiteboard Fridays for a second, but it's not that. <clears throat> and someone asked him about these, and he clearly says, you know, these are not organic ranking factors. Though I would think we'd always want to make sure that you know, especially when we're talking about, well, stars and ratings. He doesn't say reviews. So let's make sure we don't get that that stars, ratings, and surveys. A review results in stars sometimes, but that's not necessarily the same thing and a as rating. Review. Yeah, and a rating. But right. I don't think but that's he, exactly the same but thing. He doesn't specifically say it doesn't do anything with local, which, of course, it does. Right. So, um, I mean, there's, there's very little... Uh, I haven't heard a compelling reason why it wouldn't be. I've certainly seen enough uh, um, reviews in, in local to uh, influence yeah. rankings. And, and I and I would be very, very surprised if 
at some point in the future, Google did not start using sentiment at some level. And that kind of ties into those same things, ratings and surveys on regular content as well. Yes. Uh, Okey Uh Next. Google sitemaps URL order does not matter. This is from the search engine roundtable again. Uh, I love when they get into these minutia questions. Oh um, yeah, the next one's even more minutia than this one. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's pretty much what it says. Uh, it, when you build a sitemap, the order does not matter which pages go where. Uh, I'm not even sure they pay any attention. They just use them as suggestions when you put in priorities, uh, if, if even that anymore. But um, also, and the next one says changing word order and title tags shouldn't impact seo uh all mueller here so <laughs> yeah and we but we've that one's interesting because there's a lot of information out online and and i know i've told people this for years years ago that you know put your most important terms at the front of your title and and put your branding at the end right that's that's standard seo 101 <laughs> stuff but what he's saying here is it doesn't matter if you put your type if you put your branding at the front or the end it shouldn't have any impact Mm. I'd love to see that tested somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I'll stick to what I I know. And yeah, I there's, no, do. there's yeah. no reason to change it. I mean, this. But if you have a client that insists their branding has to be in the front, it might not be as big a deal as we thought it was. Yeah, and I mean, really, what we're supposed to be doing is it hasn't changed. We're supposed to be focusing on the user experience. And in most cases, they want their answer first, or they want to know that the answer is going to be on the page, and then they can see the brand name. Brand name doesn't matter at the beginning unless you've got some notable, completely awesome brand name or something with a lot yeah, of authority. Or, or, if it, or if it's a brand-based search. If they're looking for a brand, then it's great to have your brand in there. But Yeah, well, yeah. And, and it's going to be in there. This doesn't have to be first. So, yep. Yeah. And I, I get and, and we've talked about this on the show. Google rewrites these things so much anyway nowadays that it, uh, you know someone made a really good point about the idea that well why not write them longer than they're supposed to be and let Google decide what's the best title for that particular query so that way if it is a brand base maybe Google will put the brand in the front you know um, if you want to give them that much power over your listings not that they don't have all the power anyway. But that's since they're rewriting them anyway, give them some options and let them write what's best for the query. Uh, that's another thing I'd love to see tested. Yeah, no question. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we got some questions. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So the first question here is from Mark Dawson. Thanks for posting it, Mark. It's a local ranking question, he says. With the rise of semantic search and exact keyword or phrase being marginalized, why is it that there is such a discrepancy in similar local searches? Eh. That's not picking, it's not clicking with me right now. It seems clear. Well, so he, he gave a couple examples of the, I just didn't cut them into our notes here. Basically, he said, like, if you have, and I'm just paraphrasing what he said, it's like, you know, the idea of best pepperoni pizza in Boston versus um, Boston's best pepperoni pizza. And that's what he's talking about with, you know, similar local searches, but they have completely different results. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm just not sure how I'd answer it. <laughs> to be quite I think, honest, I think but one I of the a little more thought anyway. Yeah, and and one of the things in my mind is local. Honestly, is still not as good as the standard organic search. There's broken things about it. They've got a lot of work they can do to improve local search, and this is probably just one of those things that they need to improve. Um, they need your, and you're absolutely correct. You know. Targeting a page for an exact match key phrase is not a good idea these days, and that should translate over into local search um, as well. Um, but it doesn't necessarily anymore. You know what I mean? There's, there's, it's still broken. They're, they got to fix the thing. I mean, is it really broken? I don't know. I mean, there are certain things I would think so, but in this case, um, you know, if if the, the the maybe the term is similar, but if it's written in a different way, why not show different searches? Or different answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when I say broken, I'm thinking like different pieces of it, not the whole thing as a whole. I mean, Google local search, I use it every day. But there's pieces of it that are not working the way they should. Like your your car can work fine, but if your taillight's broken, you've got a broken car, right? Yeah. Well, in in this example, he's using Barry real estate agent versus real estate agent in Barry. Well, I don't, I I know I assume I, uh, I can assume why he's asking that question is he wants to get rankings in both. Tape makes perfect sense, right? Uh, you want to have, have exposure wherever you can. From a Google search perspective, nothing's broken there if they're providing relevant results. Just doesn't have, it's just not always the same result. Um, and I and I think any kind of uh, stability of result like that would be too easily gamed. Yeah, plus I bet you if he took those same search phrases and put them in standard organic search, he's going to see differences there as well. Maybe not as dramatic differences as you see in local search, but mm-hmm. they're going to be there. Yeah. Sorry, I can't be a little more accurate there for Mark, uh, but uh, thanks for posting it anyway. it's It certainly was a, uh, a teaser. <laughs> There's lots to think about there, really. Um, yeah. Anyway, there is another question here. Um, 
And I'm not sure if we touched on it yet. It's everything's a little bit out of order here. No, that was three weeks ago. Um, the one about the e-commerce site. Uh, I have. Let's do it a, again. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to re read it off here. I'm doing it from the site, so I haven't actually cut this down yet. Um, hi everyone. I have an e-commerce site. Uh, it's an electrical shop. If I type "detopsy electrical shop" in Google search and scroll down the search result, I will come across no information is available for this page. Oh yes, we did cover this, didn't we? Uh, it's bears talking about it again though. I told my friend about this and said he was, he has added my site to Google search that will take some days before Google can have access to my website. How do I resolve this? Is my friend's procedure correct? Thank you for contributing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny, what do you, what do you think? Um, let's just say uh, there's a little file <laughs> called the robots.txt file. And then my gut is telling me that you're blocking access to that page. Um, and a lot of times when Google sees that, um, that you're blocking that page, but they have it indexed, um, they find it some other methodology. Just because you have a block doesn't mean they're not going to find it. They will say that there's no information available based on the robots.txt file. This one doesn't mention robots.txt, so I can't be 100% sure, but I've seen them mentioning robots.txt specifically in that situation. Yeah, it, it's that's the answer. Uh, looking at the comments, that's exactly what Mark found. Mark Taylor, our wonderful uh, community moderator, jumped in and helped and got it all fixed up with uh, Etop, the uh, person who posted it. And nice. uh, yes, it was a disallow. <laughs> so yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people think if you put the robots.txt disallow crawling, that, that means that Google can never find that page. And that's not true at all. Um, if someone links to that page, they will find it via the crawl that way. And they will end, They will put it in their index. They may or may not display it. And if they do, they'll put something like what we just heard. There's a little note in there saying we can't give you the details of this page because it's currently blocked. Yeah. That happens. If you do want a page out of the index completely, the absolute best way to do that is with a robots no index tag on the page itself, meta tag on the page itself. Right on. And thank you, Mark. Yeah, I see he has posted, I think, because we do see this occasionally, even the community sees it. Um, he's posted the basic guide to robots.txt file syntax. So it's nice. a good thing to bone up on if you're uh, a little out of date on that stuff. Uh, honestly, it, I don't do it enough anymore. I look at it once in a while to remember everything, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how little brain cells go. And the last major change I remember happening to the to that file was when they added the, the ability to add the uh, directions to the sitemap, sitemap, sitemap XML files in there. Wow, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think we uh, got all the questions that are sitting in there right now. Uh, a lot of people asking about the next show. I know there was a little bit of a break there in terms of stuff getting updated. Uh, it's all updated now, and uh, we've we're even going to be redoing a show that didn't get, uh, well, didn't work out. For some reason, the recording didn't work. So you'll have lots to listen to, for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Google. You can also email me via ross at stepforth.com or reach John via Twitter at John Carcut. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.